What's going on, everybody? Riley Collins here. Going to talk about uh, NFL Week 11. You know, I'm, I'm going to start a podcast here, you know, kind of just talk about the NFL, um, kind of some of the schemes that are going on in the NFL, you know, the standings, other things like that, you know, intriguing games, um, barn burner games, uh, maybe games that you might want to just not even watch because might even be worth it. Um, week 11, you know, that's how it is. You know, we're week 11 now already somehow, some way throughout, you know, this COVID-filled year. The NFL is already in week 11. Uh, I know a couple fantasy leagues that I am in cut it off at week 10. So if the season was end tomorrow because of COVID, there's certain people that would be in first place that would certainly win that might not deserve to, or maybe they do. I mean, I know there's a few leagues that I'm in that, I mean, there's some guys that have only a thousand points against. It's like, how the hell does that even happen? You know, God, God bless your soul. You should go to the casino in Vegas or something. You know, probably win millions of dollars. You know, that's just how it goes, though. In fantasy, you know, that's that's anything with gambling. Back to week eleven. Uh, you got Buffalo, Chicago, New York, and San Francisco all on buys. You don't get to see Josh Money Allen. Who the hell does not love to see him? Upstate New York right now is rocking heavy on him. Tough loss last week. Tough final play. DeAndre Hopkins, Air Jordan gloves. What are you what are you gonna do? There's not much you can do about it. You know, great throw. Kyler Murray chucks it down there. He even tweeted after the game something along the lines of shoot D hops down there somewhere. What are you supposed to do? I mean, at the end of the day, you had three defenders. They couldn't make the play. D hop jumps up, snags the ball, whatever. Barn burner game there. Great things ahead in Buffalo. Not even worried about Buffalo as a team, as a playoff contender. Uh, that you know that I'll, I'll tell you right now, the Patriots—they did show out last couple weeks here. They're starting to kind of get their name back in it. But the Miami Dolphins—I mean, let's talk about the Dolphins for a second. Who in the name? I mean, the, the Miami Dolphins. After trading, you know, Fitzpatrick to to Pittsburgh last year, and all the the changes they've made, having Fitzpatrick start the year. Which Fitzpatrick? I love Fitzpatrick, by the way. Who the hell doesn't like a guy with a big ass beard? You know, who doesn't like a guy that just goes out and puts his head down and tries to pick up an extra yard and doesn't even give a shit about anything else? Shout out to Fitzpatrick. Great guy. Wants to see Tua exceed to the best of his ability. Even says, shit, bench me. Let Tua get after it. Because why the fuck not, right? You know, shout out to Fitzpatrick. Great fucking guy. Harvard grad. Oh, I mean, what else could you ask for? If he isn't a Harvard grad, I'm sorry. But all I know is that he did go to Harvard. So that's all that matters. Probably Harvard grad, though. Smart-ass guy. Analytical guy. Great fucking guy down there in Miami. Great person for Tua to learn from, too, on a basis of, you know, just learning. I mean, really and truly. He, if you have a Harvard, I mean, if you have a Harvard degree, I mean, Christ Almighty, you, you got to be smart, right? I mean, isn't that isn't that the whole terminology behind Harvard? You got to be smart, right? Anyway, continuing on. Chicago. Oh, my Lord. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. I mean, Windy City. To, to, to say the least, uh, I mean, defense, I'll tell you right now, for you guys that bet sports betting, anything, FanDuel, you know, DraftKings, whatever, fa- whatever, whatever, you know, betting site you do use, even if it's a freaking bookie, for Christ's sakes, with who the hell has bookies now with all these apps, it's incredible. Thank you to the gaming world that has allowed us to do these sports betting 
you know, all these sports betting sites and allowing us to do this because that's incredible. You know, that's great. You know, you lose thousands of dollars every week and you want to, you know, I mean, it's just the, the end of the world there for a second. Then you get your paycheck and you're like, oh, great. I get to waste half of this on a bet. Anyway, you know, there are some people, I know very many people that have been very successful with sports betting and you want to know something. If you can beat Vegas and you can beat the books and hats off to you, I certainly can't tell you that much. Chicago, terrible. I mean, I'll be honest with you. They are the best they, I'm sorry, I, I should, I should, let me reword that. They are the worst, best team in the NFL. I mean, really and truly, I, 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 I have struggled to see their name in anything negative throughout the year, other than maybe their offense. I mean, Big Dick Nick, gotta love Big Dick Nick. Me, myself, I'm a big Eagles fan. I'm not going to talk about them in this podcast. Maybe I'll talk about them once or twice because I'm an Eagles fan. Miles Sanders, gotta love him. Doug Peterson, what the fuck? Carson Wentz, what the fuck? Anywho, whatever. That's beside the point. Big Dick Nick, struggling. He's really struggling. The entire Bears offense is struggling, if we're being honest. I mean, there's not very many things that you can see from the Bears offense that is very positive at this point. Um, you know, you know, one of the things that I know a lot of the ESPN guys pointed out on Monday, and, and when I was watching it, you know, they were, you know, Nick, the, from a quarterback perspective, Chicago, you got him sitting there in a bunch set, tight ends tight, wide receivers tight. If you had your running back in the backfield, he was in the backfield. If he wasn't, he was also tight. And like the ESPN guys pointed out, you have no idea, no idea if that defense is in man or zone. You just don't. And it's so hard for Nick as a quarterback to be able to judge that, you know, and maybe you call an auto ball on the line. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care about Chicago personally. Because, to be honest, you're in the league. You, you got Aaron Rodgers in your division. Any any year you have Aaron Rodgers, in your, I don't give a crap who the hell the Green Bay Packers field. Aaron Rodgers is going to do great things. This week they play Indianapolis. I'm cannot wait. Not to mention, not only is it not in Green Bay, it's in Indianapolis, Luke's Oil Stadium. I mean, for Christ Almighty, all you got is a turf, all right, and two teams. And I don't know. I, I saw Notre Dame had a shit ton of people at their fan uh, at their game so I don't know if there's going to be people in Indianapolis or not who knows with COVID these days no, no no one even knows I mean really nobody has an idea of anything okay Illinois Indiana whoever whoever the hell people are playing who knows if there's going to be fans or not Philadelphia for example had fans one week they won't the next and they're not going to be for the rest of the year that's the same team that said there wouldn't be fans throughout the entire who knows with COVID okay I'm not going to make this podcast about COVID because you want to know something? I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. I'm going to talk about the NFL Week 11, and I've been going on to that. Chicago, I'm done with Chicago. Okay, they're on their bye. Let's figure out the offense. The defense is playing their ass off. Whatever. Mind you, I'm an Eagles fan. Next, we're going to delve into the New York Giants. I'll be the first to admit, I think they're a good football team. How many games this year have they lost by one possession? Or say 10 points, even that. One possession, 10 points. Multiple. I mean, I would say even more than five. I, I, I'm not sure of the specific number, and I probably should know that if I'm doing this. But for Christ's sakes, they've been in every single game they freaking played this year. You lose Saquon, one of the best, most electrifying running backs in the league. Also Penn State fan. Big Penn State fan here talking. Saquon Barkley, are you kidding me? You lose him? Oh, your season's over. Wouldn't you think that? No. Not anybody that's a, not only a New York Giants fan, but the entire New New York Giants organization, not to mention the NFC East that is up for grabs to anybody who decides they would just like to take it. 
Really and truly. Anybody who just decides, you know what, maybe I'll come out and play for three weeks or the remaining six, seven, whatever you want to call it. Uh, someone comes out and plays three good games and wins three games, they're probably going to win it. As, as sickening as it may be. All right? You're going to go into the playoffs and have to play the probably the best team in the NFC. Good luck. Go ahead. Whatever. You know what? You had your playoff spot. Probably shouldn't even be granted. Really. If we're going to add an additional wild card spot this year, probably your division probably doesn't even deserve to be there. You're going to have two or three losses or wins. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Two or three less wins than a, than a normal wild card team would have in their division. I mean, really, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. I mean, come on. Look at that division. Really and truly, look at that division. I mean, what more could somebody want out of that division? The Cardinals, electrifying to watch. Russell Wilson. I mean... I, I just don't know what more could you ask out of a division than that. You got the NFC South, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. You know, they're doing their thing. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Drew Brees. By the way, get healthy, man. Get whatever, okay. But I mean, what other division? What What do you want out of a division? You're gonna tell me that I'm gonna put the NFC East in the NFL playoffs as the Philadelphia Eagles being their best record at three five and one, okay? Not to mention. I mean, their point differential is, is is terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. Minus 20, 29, I'm sorry. Minus 29. That is absolutely terrible. You got multiple divisions in the NFL. Multiple with great teams. I mean, if it wasn't for Pittsburgh being undefeated, really and truly, I mean, they have a, I mean, what, what do you want them to be? They're 9-0. Congratulations. Shout out. Big Ben, you know, I'm glad you got over your, your leg injury there. You know, the defense is great. Still City, you know, it, that, that's still Curtin, I mean. I'm sorry. Still Curtin. That, it's back to the good old days, right? Their point differential is freaking 100 over 10 weeks. That's 10 a game. I mean, what, what else can you ask out of, out, out of the Steelers? I mean, everybody, I mean, the Ravens, one of the, one of the top teams in the NFL to start the year, sitting at 6-3 right next to Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, the same Cleveland Browns that everyone has joked about for year after year after year. Now, mind you, the past two weeks, the Cleveland Browns have looked like the Cleveland Browns. Yes, they did squeak out a win against, you know, the, 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 the Texans. But, I mean, I, I, I mean, at that point, I mean, I, I, everybody's squeaking out teams against the Texans. It doesn't matter what Deshaun Watson does, right? You know what I mean? It, it really doesn't matter. The Cleveland Browns are being the Cleveland Browns, finally. They're not, they're not, they're not the same, okay? The Cleveland Browns, you know, you, you you play the Raiders and you score six points. In the last two weeks, I'm talking, you, you, and then you play the Texans and beat them 10-7. I mean, 16 points over two games? You, you're starting to be like the Cleveland Browns. Yes, you're one and one over those two games. And somehow the Raiders only scored 16. Now, mind you, weather has a bit a, a lot to do with it. I mean, you're, you're playing in Cleveland. You know, Northeast. I mean, that's just like Buffalo or, or, or um, you know, uh, the New, New England Patriots. Jets, Giants, whomever, Philadelphia. Northeast is terrible during the winter. Terrible, absolutely terrible. But still, that's all you're getting? I'll tell you right now that, I think what was it, uh, maybe against the Bengals when when OBJ went out or against the, the Colts or, I, I, it was one of those weeks. Nonetheless, they won. They won, they won the game. Baker, 
really and truly looked terrible with OBJ on the field. OBJ being off the field, I think a little pressure was taken off of Baker. Since we're talking about the Cleveland Browns, I think a little bit of pressure was taken off of Baker. And I only think that because look what he did after OBJ left the field. Is OBJ good for Cleveland? Is OBJ a good player? I think OBJ is a great player. I think OBJ is a great wide receiver. And I think OBJ wasn't getting the opportunities that he probably deserved in Cleveland. However, are they a better team without him? And that's just it. I played college basketball, Division II college basketball. I've always been a true believer in team first. And I'll tell you why. I could be a selfish player and I could take every freaking shot. And even if I think I'm good enough or my coaches think I'm good enough and I take every shot, we ain't going to win games that way. And that's just how it is. Me taking every shot, I could make 90, freaking 90% of the shot. I'm not, I'm not, that's not even going to happen. I mean, I, I, literally. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't even do that. LeBron James, whoever you want to, you know, idolizes the GOAT, whomever. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't happen. One player does not define a team. A team defines a team. Every single person within that organization and in that team defines a team. So is OBJ the greatest fit for the Browns? I don't know. Truthfully, I don't know. The Browns have been a struggling organization for years now. They finally have, I mean, 6-3 and three record going into Week 11. That's a great record. I mean, anyone would take that any year. That's, I mean, really and truly, I mean, that's a great record going in to week 11 in the NFL season. Does OBJ fit there? I'm not too sure. Are the Browns better out without him? Maybe, maybe not. Use him as an asset. Get some draft picks. They're terrible at drafting. Well, maybe they're not awful. They've had, they've had some diamond in the roughs. They've picked some good, some, some good draft picks. But overall, I mean, Manziel, like where, where the hell did he end up? You know? I guess that they really and truly could use OBJ to get some great assets. Give it to a team that needs some wide receiver help who would take on somebody like OBJ. Now, mind you, I'm not bashing OBJ in any way, shape, or form. I mean, he's a great freaking player and electrifying to watch. From a fantasy standpoint, if you draft him, you're probably frustrated with him. But there's always going to be that week, one week out of every three, that the man just decides that he's going to start throwing touchdowns and, and rushing touchdowns like he did against Dallas. I mean, really, that was an electrifying 41-point fantasy week or whatever it may have been against Dallas. And, I, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's the gamble you take. Week four. Week four it was against Dallas. Man rushed for 50-something yards, touchdown. Threw a pass to Jarvis Landry. The Browns looked fun. The Browns looked like a good football team. Then they started playing some teams, man. They did get blown out by the Ravens week one. It's week one. It's a weird year. COVID, training camp, whatever. Week one, you can kind of make an, an, you know, you can kind of make a, I guess, an excuse for some of these teams coming out week one. Ravens smacked them. Ravens now don't look like a great football team. They just got handed themselves by the by the Patriots, not to mention the Ravens don't even look like they can throw the ball on offense or even really move the ball that well on offense unless Lamar's scrambling to pick up a few yards here and there. They just don't look like the same Ravens football team. They don't. And I hate to say that because they were electrifying last year, and I thought that they had a very good chance of maybe even winning the whole thing this year. Their defense is great. Their offense is just lacking. It's just that that's just how that, that's just how it goes. 
And, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's just how it is. So anyway, you know, we're, you, you look at the Chiefs. I mean, really and truly, who who is the best team in the NFL right now? I mean, you got the Chiefs. You know, you got. I mean, great. I don't. I don't. I don't really know how you put many teams past the Chiefs. I mean, I I, I get the Patriots. I, I mean, I'm sorry, not the Patriots, but the the Pittsburgh uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I get it. They they're a full team. They got their their defense is all set. Their their offense is is clicking pretty well. You know, Claypool. I mean, Christ, he went right. Luckily, Irish right from Notre Dame to freaking going all out in the NFL. Four touchdowns or whatever it may have been against Philly, the one game. I mean, they're they're clicking on all levels now. Mind you, I don't think they've had the hardest schedule. Yes, they beat out Baltimore, but so did the Patriots. So we almost have to look. Is Baltimore the team that Baltimore should be? Is Baltimore the team that everybody thought they would be? In my perspective, certainly not. And if anything, it's disappointing and it's honestly frustrating. Because you want to see Lamar do well after, I mean, he's on the goddamn cover of Madden 21. Is it the goddamn Madden curse? It only works for Mahomes because he's a goddamn god? Mahomes the only one that can break it, huh? Let's look into week 11. Week 11 here, okay? Thursday night game. Absolutely electrifying game going on here. Seattle. Arizona, this is going to be electrifying. I'll tell you right now, I'm predicting very high-scoring game. Russell Wilson had a very brutal week last week. That's not the Russell Wilson we've been seeing all season, all right? He's going to bounce back. Arizona's defense is mediocre. I mean, really and truly, they they have great pieces. They just have been, they've been giving up points. I mean, really and truly, they have been giving up points. But thank God for Kyler Murray on the other side of the ball and D-Hop catching passes in the end zone. You know, I, really and truly, I mean, they're running, Arizona's running game. You know, you got, like, Drake, he, he gets a lot of hands-offs. He's not really making much of it. Chase Edmonds, you know. I just think that the, the threat of Kyler Murray out of the backfield is is their biggest threat offensively next to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, what are, what are you going to do? What do you expect? I mean, it, it, you play against him, he's going he's gonna to get his. I mean, and that's just the simple fact of the matter. He's going to get his, okay? And Seattle, Russell Wilson, like I said, he's going to get his. I'll tell you right now, DK Metcalf may have had two receptions last week for 20-something yards or whatever it may have been. Don't expect it this week. It ain't going to happen every week. He's had two, two, two games this year that he's struggled, or maybe even three that he hasn't put up big numbers. But he's also put up two or three that he's put up monstrous numbers. And no one's asking him to put up 10 catches for 200 yards and two toddies a game. I mean, that's a fantasy manager's freaking paradise right there. You understand? I mean, really and truly, no one... In their, no one's expecting that every week. Everyone is expecting DK Metcalf to go out and catch a deep pass once in a while, here and there. Maybe a deep touchdown if if if, if Seattle's lucky. But Russell Wilson's the key to that team. You have you have Tyler Lockett who will have three touchdowns one week, and 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 ten ten receptions for two hundred yards, and three touchdowns like I just said, and he he looks like he's the best receiver in the league. Then the next week he has two catches for thirty two yards. I mean, really, now that's not a specific stat. I'm just saying in generalization here, you got DK Metcalf who one week will have 10 receptions for 190 yards and a touchdown, but the very next week go out and get two for 40. Russell Wilson, 
will take what you give him, really. I mean, he has been the most impressive quarterback, I would say, roughly. There's a few that, that might be up there with him. Most impressive quarterback this year in the NFL. I mean, really and truly, last week it was, a, was, a, it was an awful game. I mean, terrible, terrible game. And you almost have to write it off for him as, you know what, people have bad games, just like people have bad days in life. You know, people just have bad days. And I think last week was a bad day for us. There was a game earlier on in the year where he did throw those three picks after having, I don't know, what was it, like 12 touchdowns to zero picks or 12 to one and 350 yards a game or whatever. He did throw those three picks. They still won. So they're winning games. They lost in Buffalo. Like I said earlier in the podcast, Josh Money Allen, man, you got to you gotta believe in, 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 Buffalo's, in Buffalo's scheme here. They got great offensive weapons. They've got a great defense. So yeah, you lose to a Buffalo team who is on the up, up and up. Lose to a Buffalo team who is playing great football right now, who just lost on a freaking Hail Mary from Sir Kyler Murray to Sir DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone for 50-something yards. Yes, the defense should have knocked that ball day one, down one way or another. No, that should have never happened, but it happened. Move on from it and realize that you guys did everything you could to win that football game. It came down to one play. And that's the name of the game, right? Comes down to one play. Seattle, Arizona, looking like a freaking barn burner. I know a lot of the fantasy apps has a very, or I'm sorry, not fantasy apps, but a lot of the sports betting books has the game as a very high scoring game. You know, upper upper fifties. I think tomorrow, or, uh, what's it? What's today? Wednesday morning. I'm thinking Thursday night game. You're gonna have to check the weather in Seattle. You never know how it's gonna be up there. But if the weather looks good, this thing's gonna go off. I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm looking at a thirty to to high twenty, low thirties, high twenties final. Uh, maybe even in the thirties for both teams. Seattle's secondary, Seattle's defense has been struggling. Arizona's like I said earlier in the podcast, they're, they're decent, but really and truly, I mean they give up points just like anybody else. It, it's in Seattle. I mean, I know the entire state of Washington is shut down right now with COVID, so it's not like anybody's gonna be in the stands, but. You know, it's something about your your bed at home. You know, what, what are you going to do? Moving on here, we'll go to the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday. You got Philly and Cleveland. I mean, Christ almighty, who the hell wants to watch that game? I'll tell you right now, though, Nick Chubb last, last week was very exciting to watch. Very happy to see him back. He goes down against Dallas. Nobody's sure what's wrong with him at first. Gets carted off the field. Everyone's like, oh, my God, no way. The Browns' rushing attack is over. No, you got Kareem Hunt. All right, that's the best part about having a dual, you know, dual running backs like the Browns had. Kareem Hunt didn't miss a beat. The Browns really didn't miss a beat on the running game. You know, they, they did just fine. However, you can see the absence that is missed. You know, last week he had a he had 126 yards or something and a touchdown. A lot of that came, I would say, probably roughly 30, 40 yards. That came late in the game. He could have picked up another touchdown. Stepped out, you know, stepped out. Didn't wanna, didn't wanna just keep running up the score so they could take the knees or whatever they needed to do to end the game. I'll tell you though, it, the games in Cleveland, the weather in Cleveland the past few weeks has been absolutely terrible. Um, we're we're gonna have to just see Sunday come the weather. Philly, Cleveland. I know the Browns are favorited as of right now. I'm a Philly fan. I'm trying to be unbiased as hell. Carson Wentz looks terrible. Miles Sanders looked great coming back last week. Zach Ertz, he is available to be 
you know, on the team, you know, coming back from the IR after this week. And we're just going to have to see. I mean, Goddard hasn't been the Goddard that every Eagles fan thought he would be. Um, I mean, really and truly, Rodgers has been our, our, our best, was our best target last week. You know, Fulgham, down week, whatever. I'm not too concerned about Fulgham. The man had one reception for eight yards. You know, you're not going to have the games that he's been having this year every single game, and that's just how it is. Um, I mean, for him, exactly. You know, you got your Tariq Hills. People like that, are, are. it seems that they get a touchdown every game and they have 70, 80 yards a game. It's just not going to happen right now for him. He's. I'll tell you right now, the Eagles' young receiving core, I think, is great. I really wish that they passed up on Rager and took Jefferson just because, not that Rager's a bad player by any means, but Jefferson is just, he's a he's an energy guy. You you watch him play for the Vikings, you watch him just here on Monday night, and you're just like, damn, that's a guy you want on your team. Getting in people's faces, clapping, the agility, just, just picking up extra yards, throwing people off. He's just a guy you want on your team. So Philadelphia, Cleveland, 1 o'clock on Sunday, I'll tell you, the weather depending, I don't know if it even will matter. The Browns' run game is going to help. Eagles' defensive line and defense, I think, unfortunately, is their strongest part of, the se- of their team this season. Their defensive line, not unfortunately. The defensive line is solid. It's up there with the top 10 in the NFL defensive line-wise and rushing rushing uh, against-wise, you know. But I really, I mean, if Baker can get anything going offensively, there's a chance he outweighs Carson Wentz. I mean, to be honest, Carson Wentz has struggled this year. I've been a big fan of him. I got his jersey. I was rooting him on his MVP season there, that he will potential MVP season before he got hurt against the Rams and tore his ACL or, you know, whatever he did there to his knee. And I was a big fan, you know, Big Dick Nick. Shout out Big Dick Nick. Shout out Philadelphia, Super Bowl 52. You know, shout out, shout out all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, this this year just doesn't feel it for Philadelphia. I think um, they have a lot of pieces. They, they, and they have a lot of pieces that were there for the Super Bowl run, which to me doesn't make much sense because you got guys that know what it knows what it know what it takes, but they're still not really getting there. You know what I mean? So I guess for me, it's like, damn, like, let's let's get there. You know, you, you got guys that know what it takes. Why don't why are they not? Why are they not doing it? You know? Got to take a sip of my beer, you know, beer, you know, it's, it's great. Bud Light, shout out Bud Light every Sunday. But, I mean, it's a great beer to watch, to watch NFL with, you know, just sit on your, sit on your couch, make some chicken wing dip, drink a Bud Light. Who the hell doesn't like a beer? You know, and if you don't like a beer, God bless you. You're probably skinnier than I am. That's how it goes. And if you, if you don't like beer and you like wine, drink wine, drink anything, have a good time. We're young, we're fun, and we're having a good time on Sundays. And that's what that's all about. Let me get a sip real quick. Browns are favored for a reason, depending on the weather. The Eagles might have a slight advantage just because it seems like the Browns are one-dimensional right now with their running game. Their defense has been playing great, giving up 16 and 10 or 16 and 7 in the last two weeks. Their defense is playing very good. The weather has had a lot to do with that, especially last week and in the week prior, maybe. But you know, the the wind against the Raiders. I mean, that's just the the. That was that was ridiculous. I mean, you had guys. I mean, that's just that's just terrible. In fact, you know, I 
I would say the weather has to be a, a big thing. I know the Northeast is looking at a decent day on Friday. Maybe that'll continue throughout the week, and I'm not too sure. I'm not a meteorologist. You got to hit up your local meteorologist for all that. Cleveland here, Philadelphia here. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. I think Cleveland holds the slight edge, but it wouldn't surprise me if Philadelphia pulls out with the win. And they are valued more with the with, with the sports book. So, you know, I, I mean, whatever you want to do, you're a gambling man. I'm a gambling man. Who isn't a gambling man? If you aren't a gambling man, shout out to you. You're a good person. A lot better than I am. New Orleans, Atlanta. Playing in the Superdome here in New Orleans. I mean, I don't... Drew Brees is out. You know, Atlanta's defense is not the best, to say the least. In fact, probably the worst up there with Dallas, even though they did play very well against the Steelers uh, just a week prior. I guess, uh, you know, New Orleans, to me, I got, you got Jameis Winston. Does he not throw interceptions? You, I mean, really and truly, you, you got Kamara. I mean, what else could you want? You got one of the best, if not the best, running back in the league to right now. You got McCaffrey, who's great, but he's been out. Delvin Cook's been cooking, no pun intended, absolutely cooking. And 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 I did see a snippet the other day on how he's been giving back to the community. Delvin Cook, great guy. Shout out Delvin Cook, man. You're you're phenomenal. Keep doing your thing. But Elvin Kamar, how much more can you say about him? He comes out of the backfield as a wide receiver. He gets the handoffs as a running back. He scores touchdowns like it's his job, which yes it is, but you get the same. Not much more you can say. New Orleans here, I got him. I might even take him to cover regardless. Jameis Winston, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston. Well, Jameis Winston came in the game last week and did just fine. And not to mention, you know, Taysom Hill, he comes in there with Drew Brees in there a handful of times and handles his business. So what's to say he's not going to take just as many snaps as as as, as um, he would if Drew Brees was in there? I like the, I like this, the, the, the Saints here. I don't see any problem with that. The biggest game here that I just, I, I don't know. You got you got Cincinnati and Washington here, the one o'clock slate. I'm talking simply one o'clock states. I don't know. I mean, Joe Burrow. What what more can you ask for as a rookie quarterback with with a brutal line, really and truly a brutal line? Now, mind you, these guys they work their asses off. I mean, any any NFL player works their asses off. They're great players. I mean, mind you, I'm not here to bash anybody, but that poor guy gets hit more than anything, I, I feel. I mean, there's only, there's a select few guys in the league that get hit as much as he does. If not, he's the worst. I, I don't know about the numbers, but from, from just watching on Sundays, he just he gets hit left and right. And Washington, their defense, is, their defense is decent. Alex Smith comes out last week, throws for damn near 400 yards with, with, with half a leg. I mean, I, shout out Alex Smith, man. That is, that is a remarkable story. If anybody hates on him, there's something wrong with you because... Nobody deserves to go through what he went through, and, and and really and truly, there's very few people that could come back from what he came back from and continue to play in the NFL. I don't even know how he's on a team. I don't even know why he's playing. I don't even know how he's playing, but he is, and that's all that matters. Cincinnati, Washington, I mean, God bless it. You know, you'd love to see Joe Burrow pick up a win here. I don't know if Joe Mixon's going to play. He's been out for X amount of weeks. Tyler Boyd had a down week last week. Higgins. I mean, Higgins has been playing phenomenal. And that might be Joe Burrow's guy, which is weird. You know, play against each other in national championship. Now you're in the NFL. Hook it up like it's your guys' job, which, again, 
yes, it is their job. I'm not, ugh, I'm not saying it's not, but just the principle. I think Cincinnati might win this one. Um, I, I do, I, I do think Washington's defense is pretty well off, and uh, their offense isn't too bad. I mean, McLaurin, how? I mean, what? What more could Jazz? He's a top ten receiver in the NFL. I mean, what more could Jazz got of that guy? I mean, he, he goes out there, he catches deep balls, he catches slants, he catches short routes. It doesn't matter. That guy's a baller. Shout out McLaurin. How, how you go? I'm going to take Cincinnati in this one. You know, just because I, I think Joe Burrow's offense and, and the way he's been, you know, moving him himself. And, I mean, to be honest, Washington hasn't won many games. They haven't been in many games. They played a great game last week. Got beat at the buzzer there by a, a long field goal by Prater. I mean, shout out to Prater. He has a fucking steel leg, apparently, 59 yards. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you want to do there. I mean, yes, you would have gone into OT. It wasn't like you would have won the game if you didn't make it. But still, nonetheless, you lost the game, and that's all that matters. I didn't pick a winner for the Arizona-Seattle game on Thursday night. I'm just noticing now I am three games deep into the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday. I'm going to take Seattle here. I think they just they came off a very very bad week, you know. Pete Carroll doesn't doesn't fuck with that. Pete Carroll's the man. He's gonna and Russell Wilson doesn't fuck with it either. They're gonna figure it out. I think they're gonna come off a, 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 off of a, a bad week on a short week, nonetheless, and they're gonna be out firing. You know, Arizona's on their high horse. They just won that game against Buffalo. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that they're on their high horse entirely. They definitely know that they got. Rather fortunate to win that football game. So they, they lost it in all 30, uh, whatever, 15, what's 15 times 60 minutes, all 59 minutes of the NFL game. I mean, all really and truly 59 minutes and 55 seconds, they lost the game. Um, but anyway, I think I'm taking Seattle. Seattle, Cleveland, Philly's a toss-up, like I said, about weather. Philly has a chance to win, and I think if you have smart money, you might put it on Philadelphia just because they're plus money. Cleveland's run game, if that gets hot and that gets going, then depending on weather, if it's if it's running game base, Cleveland might pick it up. I got the New Orleans Saints. I got the Cincinnati Bengals. Next 1 o'clock slate game, I got the Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers. Mike Davis for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, I, it's it's tough. I know a lot of guy, a lot of guys are banking on him in fantasy. He started off great earlier on in the year, but he just hasn't been putting up the same numbers as as he always has. And I think that there's a chance that people might be ready to just kind of be be done with him. I mean, I what was it eight eight point six points last week? He had a couple, maybe one or two receptions for limited yardage, and it's just. I, 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 Mike Davis is tough. I see a breakout game here this week. I really and truly do. If you have Mike Davis, start him in your fantasy lineup. Play him. I, I really and truly see him having a breakout week. It, it's not necessarily that he's bad. He's a great football player. No one's saying that he isn't. You know, play him in your play him in your football league this year, the, the fantasy in, the, in this week, because he's going to have a great team. D, Detroit Lions... I mean, right now, really and truly, we got two of the two of the worst rushing defense going at it. Detroit, I mean, DeAndre Swift or uh, Swift there. I mean, he's going to have a good game too. I think. I mean, the, the, the Carolina hasn't has struggled to stop running backs. I know against um, the Chiefs, they stopped their running backs pretty well, but I'm pretty sure that game Mahomes threw for like forty plus passes, and they only ran it like ten times. I mean, so how much did they actually stop it opposed to just the Chiefs not running the ball? I got Carolina here. Carolina's been putting together a pretty decent season. Hopefully, Teddy Bridgewater's good to go. 
I know that he had a little bit of trouble there at the end of that last game. Um, you know, Detroit, they, they've just they've just struggled a little bit. Swift's going to have a good game. Davis going to have a good game. I think that's going to be a decently high-scoring game. I'm not too sure what the line is at. I'd say it touches the 50s easy, though. So I'm going to give that one to Carolina. Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, I'm not even going to talk much about this. Pittsburgh's going to win. They are going down to Florida. It's going to be nice weather. Hopefully Big Ben is feeling 100%, which he didn't look too bad last week. Jacksonville just struggles, man. I know they had the hype over over the quarterback there on week uh, week 9 or week 8, not 8, 9, whatever it was when he ran in the spinning spin move touchdown. He just, great, great, great highlight. Great play. It ain't it. Jacksonville struggling, man. Let's, you know, let's just keep playing football games. They're going to lose the majority of the rest of the games. Keep losing. Get your draft pick. Rebuild the organization. I mean, really and truly, I uh, maybe Minshew comes back this week. I'm not sure what his deal is, but maybe he comes back and maybe electrifies him a little bit and puts the game close for a little bit. But I see Pittsburgh pulling away in the end especially in Jacksonville. I know it's Jacksonville, their home, whatnot, but, I mean, who the hell is not going to be happy about getting out of the Northeast and going to Florida for a couple days? I mean, they're, they're Big Ben, and maybe even if it's a day or two, whatever they spend, I mean, Big Ben, I think they're going to throw the ball all over the field. James Conner, he's been, he's been struggling lately. I think he's going to have a little bit better of a game. Maybe not the fantasy numbers that fantasy managers would like, but I see him getting about 50 in a score. Maybe catcher two. He's just going to neutralize their passing attack and really and truly keep the Jacksonville defense uneasy just because he's going to have a good game this week. He's been struggling the past few. Tennessee, Baltimore, now that's a good freaking game. If you want to watch two two teams go at it, I think this is a great game to watch. Tennessee's defense hasn't been too great. Baltimore's defense has been great. Baltimore's offense has not been great. Tennessee's offense has been up and down. I mean, one week Tannehill throws for 400 yards and a couple touchdowns, and he looks like the number one quarterback in the league. The very next, he throws for an interception and barely gets 150 yards. It's just, it really, Tennessee's game is the run game. If Baltimore can stop the run, Baltimore's going to win this football game, really and truly. Limit, I shouldn't say they will win it immediately. They need to limit Tennessee's passing game as well. Neutralize the rushing game. Derrick Henry is going to get his. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's going to get his regardless. Neutralize the running game. Limit the passing game. Lamar, do what you do. Maybe somehow, some way, you get back to your old form where you're actually throwing the football downfield and you guys are, are, are going downfield in a matter of minutes and it doesn't even seem like you, you even went that far, but in a flash of a minute or two, you're in the end zone. Maybe. I think Baltimore wins this game. They just got punished by the Patriots. Nobody wants to get punished in, you know, at the Patriots. You know, nobody really wants to get punished by Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and Baltimore just did. I mean, they got their face shoved in the mud. That game was terrible. Moving on here, New England, Houston. I just, I love Deshaun Watson, but what weapons does he have? Will Fuller, uh, you got Duke Johnson now because you, you got, um, what's his name, David Johnson on the, on the IR. Really, really, really and truly does Houston even have enough weapons offensive? Their defense is brutal. I mean, they played a decent game against the Browns last week, really and truly. They kept them to 10 points. I mean, the final score was 10 to 7. Who? I mean, if you would have told me that they would have scored under 20 points in that game, I would have given you a million dollars to say it would have been over. But their defense played great last night. I guess, but I just, 
last week against Brussels. I just don't see it. I see New England continuing their high streak, our hot streak here. Cam Newton figuring out ball protection, figuring out that offense. I mean, Jacoby Myers. I mean, what what more could you ask out of a young man? He's he's come out of the woodwork here the past few weeks and throwing touchdowns now. I mean, I mean that's just incredible. I think they got a few offensive weapons. Uh, you know, Harris has been running the football like crazy, and 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 really picking up such big gains per carry. I just don't see him, him him slowing down either. I got New England and Houston. Moving on, Miami, Denver. Miami's on a hot streak. Denver always just seems to stay in games and sometimes even win them like they did against the Chargers two weeks ago with Drew Locke's second half comeback. Didn't make much sense. It is what it is. Miami's been playing hot. And I'll tell you, it's not even just offense. It's not that their defense is doing phenomenal. It's the fact that the entire team is playing phenomenal. They're getting kick returns. They're getting punt returns. They're getting defensive touchdowns. They're getting three and outs. They're getting punt returns. Anything. And then their offense is going down and scoring also. The past three games for Miami has showed me a lot. It shows me, one, that I can start their defense in any fantasy league that I play in because it seems to be that every single week they have a return or a fumble recovery for a touchdown, an interception for a touchdown, or just multiple interceptions or fumble recoveries. I mean, really and truly, they... The Miami defense is, it, it, it shocked me. I, I mean, you, you asked me what Miami's record is at the end of this year. I'd say 3-13, and 4-12 and at the best. Maybe maybe even 5-11. and 11. I, 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 I'm not going to write them off that bad. But you trade away a lot to get a few guys. You, I mean, just, just this week, I see they dropped Jordan Howard. I mean, who, who would have thought that Jordan Howard would have been as bad as he is? I mean, 20 carries for 30-something yards and a couple few, few touchdowns, maybe four, three, four. I mean, who would have thought after the, the year he had in Philly, who, who would have thought that he would have been that that un, underused and that really, I mean, irrelevant in Miami? Nonetheless, I do like Miami here. I do. I mean, Denver's defense is is very tough. They are playing at mile high. I, I do think, I mean, weather might have a little bit to play with it. Miami's used to that warm weather down there in South Florida. Denver's used to this, you know, mile high. Mile high is a tough place to play. Very tough place to play. Um... But the way Miami's playing right now, offensively, defensively, especially, everything just seems to be clicking. And I can't say the same for Denver. Their offense is hot and cold. Their defense is always pretty decent. Um, but, I mean, it just seems to me that the, Miami right now is the better overall team. So I'm going to take Miami in that game. You got the Jets and the, and the Chargers. I mean, I think, personally, the Chargers got to be the best, worst team in the league. I mean, Herbert, I mean... He looks like he's back at Oregon playing for the Ducks. I mean, he is throwing the ball all over the field. He did struggle a little bit last week, had a few turnovers. However, he looks hey, – he, Keenan Allen, I've never seen Keenan Allen look better, really and truly. I, I haven't seen him look any better than he is right now. And he's getting multiple receptions a game. It's not just one. It's not just five. It's – I mean, it is It is very, very high with the amount of – the amount of catches he's getting, he's getting seven to ten a game for at least a hundred yards. And I mean, what more can you want out of your number one receiver? Hunter Henry's picked it up last week. I mean, the Jets. It's hard to say that the Jets are going to win a single game. I, I, I take, I take the 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 Chargers here. I think that they're going to have a good offensive game. Their defense isn't going to give up the win like they have the past few weeks. Moving on, Green Bay, Indianapolis. Now this is a great football game to look forward to. Green Bay offense, Indianapolis defense. Let's go at it, okay? It's going to be a very close game. 
I don't see one team blowing out the other. Indianapolis did blow out Tennessee a few weeks ago. I don't see that happening here because Aaron Rodgers is smart. Aaron Rodgers can read the defense. Aaron Rodgers can pick up blitzes and pick up zones and pick up everything at the line of scrimmage and reroute who else but Devontae had. I mean, you have so many weapons there on Green Bay's offense. Aaron Jones, weapon. I mean, even Williams. I mean, he's a, Jamal Williams as a backup, he's a weapon. I mean, and, and um, Scantlin's finally deciding that he's going to play football and run routes and, and catch the ball. I, 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 I Shoot, man. It, this is a tough one. This is a toss-up for me. It, it, it's at 425. I, I, you know, middle of the day in Indianapolis. It's hard to bet against that Colts defense because right now they are the best defense in the league right in front of Pittsburgh. Indianapolis D looks so good right now. Green Bay offense, they look decent. Aaron Rodgers looks great. He said, draft Jordan Love. I don't give a shit. I am going to ball out and make you guys seem like you wasted a first-round pick. Maybe pick me up an offensive lineman or someone on defense. Who the hell knows, but probably not him because I'm still Aaron Rodgers. I'm discount double-check. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to take Green Bay here only because I don't think Indianapolis Indianapolis's offense has enough in the tank to go out there and outscore Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's offense. And I could be very wrong. I could be very wrong. Indianapolis could have a perfect defensive plan against Aaron Rodgers, and they could easily win the game. I'm not saying I'm writing them off completely. I just like discount double-checking Aaron Rodgers personally. You know, I... I mean, I know that Indianapolis Wilkins had a great game last week, had two touchdowns, receiving out of the backfield like it was his damn job, a.k.a. it is. I know I've said it about now three or four times this time in the, in this podcast, but I, I like Green Bay here. Moving on, Dallas, Minnesota. Minnesota's on a roll. They keep winning. They're finally figuring out from 1-5 and five to 4-5, and five, chance to go 5-5 five and five this week against a Dallas team that's beat up. It's in Minneapolis. You know, they, they, they are coming off of the Monday night game, Minneapolis is, but I don't see that being much of a problem. Dallas's defense did play well against Pittsburgh, but they are still a, a very rough defense, and with the way Dalvin Cook has been running the ball, even he did even pick up 100 yards roughly against the Bears. Yes, a lot of that came in late in the game because they were locked. I mean, Roquan Smith had the game of his life. Great game, Roquan Smith. Shout out to you, man. Great freaking game. However, they stopped the run, and he still was able to get 100 yards. I see Dalvin Cook. If you're betting on him, I see him getting a touchdown. I see him getting over his rushing yards. I'm not even sure what the number is right now. But they're going to run, run, run. Andy Dalton will be back for Dallas. So who knows? Does that mean that Dallas's offense has a little bit of a of a you know a hype or a spike you know who knows Mari Cooper got to get going you know CeeDee Lamb that was going earlier on in the year he's got to get going Zeke you still have Zeke so Dallas's offense is still full of weapons but it just seems to be that with with that Dak injury man it, it kills him it really does kill him and Dak I mean I'm hoping he's recovering well again I'm saying this as an Eagles fan very unbiased recover well man it was great to watch you Throw the ball the way you would. If your defense was better, I don't think your numbers would be as good. However, that's the name of the game. The defense was struggling. They were giving up points. Let you air it out, man. You was doing your thing. Mississippi State, you know, be proud, man. When you got drafted, man, be proud, whatever. Shout out to that. I still think Minnesota picks up the win. I think they win decently, convincingly, I think, by a touchdown. So so I'm going to take Minnesota in that game. 
Kansas City and Las Vegas. Okay, let's go back. Week, what well, may have been three, four, five in that range, whatever week it was. Las Vegas stunned the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe it was three. I think it was week three. Anyway, stunned the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, absolutely stunned them. It was really and truly, I was I was pissed as a better because I bet the Chiefs all day long. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? You're going to sit here and tell me that the, the Raiders are going to beat the Chiefs? There was no way I was going to agree with you. Absolutely no way in hell. And and, and that was one of the worst freaking gambling days ever because I had the Chiefs cover and damn near every single parlay if it wasn't the cover it was the goddamn the goddamn money line so nonetheless i had them in every single possible bet i could have made so that that that's that did stink but you know i i don't see it happening again this time i'm gonna be honest i i really don't um i see the chiefs coming out they just had their bye they're gonna watch the film from the first game that they played against the raiders they're gonna figure out what the raiders did and really and truly i don't see it working out in the Raiders' favor this week, and, and, and that's to be expected, I would hope anyway, because really and truly, that's just, I, I don't I don't know what else you can you can expect from that. So, Chiefs, I got them winning by a touchdown or two. The, the Raiders are having a great year, really and truly. They've, they've done plenty of things. They, they, they've had really and truly a great, a great go at things here, and a lot better than I think some expected. The move to Las Vegas, you weren't sure how it would act. Derek Carr at QB, you know, Josh Jacobs has been has been phenomenal. There's been yeah, maybe phenomenal is not even the right word because there's been some weeks where he's been struggling, but overall, you can't ask for much more. Um, you know, I mean, you got Waller, one of the best tight ends in the league, so I, I don't know what else you'd you'd want out of him. You know, and and actually, it was it was week five there where the Raiders picked up the wins against the Chiefs. You know, it was forty thirty two. What a barn burner that thing was! High scoring game. I still, I mean, the Chiefs were supposed to cover a touchdown or whatever it may be, but this time I do see it. it is It is in Las Vegas. It is the Sunday night game, game of the week, whatever it may be. NBC's got the call. I. I, I like the, I like the Chiefs here. I think that coming off the bye, they they've probably watched that Las Vegas film time and time and time again, and I don't see them. I don't see them losing this game against against the Raiders. Monday night, Rams Bucks down in Tampa. Tom Brady, Jared Goff. I mean, Tom Brady's offensive weapons I mean can you speak enough about it you, you really can't you you know you, I mean you, you just can't I mean they're, they're the offensive part of the Tampa Bay Bucks is scary their defense is scary they're a good team I think the Saints game a week ago was a little bit of a fluke that's not them they're not going to get blown out like that again this year it really and truly that was just a great 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 game by Sean Payton and the Saints they they on every aspect of the game, special teams, defense, like I said with the Miami Dolphins, when you can connect all three of those, special teams, defense, and offense, it ain't gonna get much better than that, really and truly. So the Bucks, they have great they have great offense, they have great defense. I like them over the Rams, especially in Tampa. I mean, the Rams really haven't been the Rams and Sean McVay's offense hasn't really been Sean McVay's offense this year. And with Tampa Bay's defense, I really don't see them see the Rams succeeding that much so I'm gonna take the, the Tampa Bay Rays here or Tampa Bay Bucks here shout out the Rays you know making the World Series unfortunately they did lost I didn't mean the Tampa Bay Rays I did mean the Tampa Bay Bucks just to recap 
I got Seattle on Thursday night. Like I said, Philly-Cleveland, it's a toss-up, weather permitting, depending on how that is. It's going to be a close game, low-scoring game. I got New Orleans against Atlanta. I think Cincinnati's going to pull it out against Washington. Carolina's going to beat Detroit. Pittsburgh's going to beat Jacksonville. It is in Jacksonville, but the, uh, 9-0, you're playing against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Going to pull that one out. Baltimore-Tennessee is going to be a great game. Do I think Baltimore wins? I think so. But let's see if they can stop the rush, which I think they're perfectly capable of. New England-Houston, I think New England's going to continue their streak. I really do. Miami-Denver, Miami, like I said, they're, they're connecting on all four. So I really think that they're going to sneak a win out in Denver, which is always a tough place to play, mile high. I mean, what? it's it's a terrible place to play. I mean, it's, it's not terrible, I shouldn't say that. It's just a tough place to play for opposing teams which gives them a great advantage without fan, with or without fans. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Chargers versus the Jets. Chargers are going to win that one. The Jets are brutal. Joe Flacco's doing what he can. you got a few receivers there, and even the Jets' defense has been decent, holding Josh Allen to no touchdowns that one week. I mean, they've been decent, but I do see the Chargers winning that one, especially being out in California. I, I don't see how they don't uh, win that game. Green Bay, Indianapolis, going to be another good game. I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers might be, has a good chance of pulling it out there against Indianapolis. We're going to have to see. Indianapolis surprised me against Tennessee. I mean, I know I, I, I mentioned earlier that they did end up beating up Tennessee or whatnot, but I, I, I do think that I was very surprised with the way that Indianapolis played in their defense, and they were clicking on all fours as well, special teams, defense, offense. They played well. Wilkins played well. Hines played well. I, actually, earlier in the podcast, I think I misspoke. I did mean Hines and not Wilkins, so that is my fault. I still think Jonathan Taylor is the best back in that backfield. They are just, for whatever reason, they'll put him out there for the first drive, and, and, and he'll do decent or do well, and he just kind of gets thrown in the rest of the the rest of the, the game. So, you know, I, I do think he might be the best back there, but a Hines, I mean, Hines receiving, he did he did a great job last, last week there. Got to take a sip of my beer. Shout out to beer. If you're not drinking a beer, that's okay, but I'm going to drink my beer because that's what I do. Moving on, like I said, I think I think Aaron Rodgers pulls that one out. Minnesota's going to beat Dallas. Kansas City is going to beat the Raiders. Tampa Bay will pull out against the Rams, and I think Gronk is going to have a good game. I don't know why. I just have that feeling him and Brady Seaman sink. I think AB is going to have a decent game. I could say the whole entire lineup, Godwin, Mike Evans. I mean, they really... Their offense is full of weapons. I think they'll have a great game. I really do. Week 11, got some exciting games coming up. Two that I'll highlight. Thursday night game is going to be a great, great game. 425 on Sunday, Green Bay, Indianapolis. That's going to be a great game. Tennessee, Baltimore at 1 o'clock. That's going to be a great game on Sunday. We got a few great games. Monday night, we do get a good one between the Rams and the Bucks. The the late night games, the Monday night games have been brutal the last few weeks. Great games. Great game on Thursday. Great game on Monday. And a few good games on Sunday. Week 11 of the NFL. Check in next week. I'll have another one for you guys in my outlook. And I wish you guys the best of luck in fantasy this week. Let's go. I, I know in my leagues... One league's out the window. Another league is up in the another league is up in the air, and I got two leagues that I'm in. I'm in second or first, and have the most points scored. That whole deal. So, I wish you the best of luck. If I had to pick a few guys this week that I think 
will have the biggest fantasy impacts. I'll do that real quick before the hour ends here. I'm going to try and keep it under an hour. I got four and a half minutes left. I'll give you guys a few names that I think will have a great impact. Dalvin Cook, think he's going to have a big game. I really do. Let's see here. Going up the line here, I think that DeAndre Swift will be a great flex option. Um, he, Swift's going to have a great game. I really do think that. Um, Mike Davis is going to have a good game too. That's going to be two that you're going to have two backs there um, that, that are both going to have a very good chance of doing well. Um, oh, shoot here. Hold on just a second. I'm just Googling something, typing in my keyboard. You know, I got to make sure I got my screen up so I make sure I'm not saying anything crazy or stupid or anything like that, which I probably already have here or there. Because that's just how it is. I mean, let's be honest. It is what it is, right? So, NFL Week 11. Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield. I, I don't love them. I love, love, love Murray and Wilson this week. That is going to be a great game. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, start them in your league. I know Russell Wilson had a bad week last week. Don't worry about that. I like DK Metcalf. I really do this week. I like DeAndre Hopkins, and I also, believe it or not, I like Kenyon Drake. I think that all three of those, all four or five of those guys that I just mentioned that Thursday, I think Thursday night's a game you got to pound the sports books with over, 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 over. It's going to be offensive on both sides, whatever. You know, Matt Ryan, New Orleans, I mean, I, I don't see anything crazy there from the, from, from the Falcons' standpoint. I mean, Jameis Winston is in at quarterback, so you're going to see a lot of Kamara. I think he's a good play this week, especially against Atlanta defense with Washington. You can't really say anybody on their offense. Their running backs, I mean, they, they, they seem to score every damn week, but it's so hard to start them in fantasy and or even pick which one you think is going to go off. Uh, they, they, they do have potential, though. I'm not going to lie. If you do have them, there's a possibility you should start them against the Bengals. That's just how it is. Um like I said, Swift and 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 uh, Davis for Carolina, Detroit. They're gonna have big games. Pittsburgh. I see James Conner picking it up a little bit. Still nothing that is gonna like. Ex- I mean, make you breath. Bre- nothing breathtaking out of out of James Conner this week. I think he's just gonna have a better game than he has been playing. Baltimore, Tennessee. That's a tough one to judge. I, I don't have any takes there on fantasy. New England, Houston. Shoot, I mean, if, if if the Patriots defense shuts down Deshaun Watson, I'm not too sure who else can can play. I mean, who else is going to have a big game? Their New England's offense is hard to just say who's going to have a big game, so that's kind of out the window as well. Miami, I think Devontae Parker will pick it up a little bit. Um, he was, I mean, he had two for 30-something last week, 31 maybe. I think he picks it up a little bit. Him and two are going to work this, this week in practice, I feel, and, and kind of get a feel for one another. They definitely have it near the near the end zone. As you saw, the uh, three-yard catch was up, maybe even the only one he did two weeks ago, when, or three weeks ago when Tua started the game for the first time. You know, Chargers, I, I like, uh, I really do like um, the Chargers in this one. Like I said, I, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think that uh, QB1 there is going to have quite quite the game. I mean, the Duck himself, you know, uh, I think he's going to, Played very well. I mean, I don't. I don't know what else to really add to that. I think he's going to have a decent game. It, it is the Jets. It is. It is a, a you know a, a Jets team that is very down on themselves. Not only down on themselves, but down in in general. And I think Herbert's going to have a great game. You know, Green Bay, Indianapolis. That's tough. It's just a defensive game. I wouldn't bet much on that. 
um, just because the, the yardages. I mean, Adams is Adams. You know how he is. Dallas, like I said, Delvin Cook's a huge take against Dallas. Um, Kansas City, how can you not bet against Travis Kelsey? He's a, he's a dog. Even Tariq Hill, they're, they're just dogs. Mahomes, dog, whatever. And then Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams. I don't have too many big takes there. I'm going to try and keep this under an hour. I just did. Five, 59 minutes, 55 seconds. This is Riley, NFL Week 11. Appreciate y'all. Thank you.